I think ultimately I have to go with Mate, but with this most recent experience, I think I think XFC. I, I think it's toss up now. I think I could I could flip a coin and I'd be happy, right? Um, because the the issues that I had are gone. Mm-hmm. So like suspend works, the the monitors work, like all the stuff works. So I'm I'm well, you know, I did Subuntu, which is kind of a great implementation. You know, there and I, I regret there are others I, too, but that's like if you want. Not stock XFCE, but something that is, I feel like, customized in a comfortable fashion, so it hasn't strayed too far. Um, I think Zubuntu is kind of kind of where it's at, and there's a lot of attention to detail and consistency, mm. and you know, all that look and feel thing is is really thought out. Coming up in this episode, a little musing on CDE, a few answers from the man himself, the history of XFCE, how it went, and a whole new journey. Welcome to Linux User Space. I'm Leo. And I'm Dan. Dan, 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 Dan. We we've been on a bit of a journey. We have He's, been on a journey, uh, a really way back journey. Yeah, I was gonna say two weeks, but it's been a it's been a month. We've been on this uh, on this XFCE thing for a month. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's, it's been a good ride. It's been a good ride. Um, I got some got some thoughts. We'll share later. Hmm. Um. But- I, I I was able to test a few things simultaneously, which was. Great. I love multitasking. Ah, uh, right. Yeah. I love multitasking when it doesn't take extra time to do, yeah. <laughs> to do it. You, ju- you just kill two birds with one stone. I, I really appreciate it. I might have got three. So that's pretty cool. What? Okay. Well, that's a lot of content. <laughs> but I, I want to talk just really quickly about why we ended up on XFCE. Because if, if you do the Wikipedia searching, mm-hmm. you're going to find that um, when we did the. Uh, the text editors, the terminal text editors. Right, right. Uh, we we kind of went in chronological. We order. tried. And, yeah, and I, th- I think we got it pretty close. Yeah, and I think with uh, desktop environments, we kind of wanted to do that too. But um, we chose XFCE because it was the Look successor. Kinda, yeah, and, and, in a it, lot of ways. Yeah, it dovetails right into CDE, right? Yeah. So, and and when when you make a connection like that, you can't, you just can't say no. But yeah. When you look, uh, when you look at the actual time frame of when things actually released, um, you you see that uh, KDE had their at least their first alpha yeah. out mm-hmm. before XFCE, but XFCE was released before at the time GNOME mm-hmm. was released. Uh, and for those of you that don't know, that it's just GNOME mm-hmm. now. It's a little it's a little guy that hangs out in your garden with the red hat. Yeah, that guy. But but in all honesty, <laughs> they were it was a very rapid pace for for all of those like all they all kind of came about within a few years of each other and oh, not, it, not within the, a year like kde released 
XFC released, and then like less than a year goes by, and Gnome won. The, the landscape drastically changed, and things got really stable in some of those. Like they came out, they were really rough, probably around the edges. Yeah, and and then they they, they stabilized, and that's when it it was like almost simultaneously for for all three of them, really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Stick stick around for the history because mm-hmm. um, we we actually talk a little bit about that. And uh, one thing that didn't actually make it into the history, um, so I'm not really spoiling anything here, mm-hmm. is that uh, apparently, right when Miguel de Icasa was trying to put Gnome together, he needed a panel. Mm-hmm. And who do you think he yeah, tapped maybe, for maybe that at the beginning? Borrowed someone. <laughs> yeah, well, it it didn't actually come to fruition, but one of the options that Gnome had for a panel was uh, Olivier's XFCE panel. Uh, I don't know if it was licensing or not, um, because licensing does come up. Mm, yeah. I don't know if that was the reason why that didn't go through, but uh, I think it was more that um, Olivier didn't have a whole lot of experience with uh, with with what Gnome was trying to put together, and so it just kind of broke down. But what what was the coolest thing I think about that whole entire situation was that XFCE for a brief moment in time, a little blip, there there was a chance that XFCE may not have existed and could have just been vacuumed up into a wider GNOME desktop. Yeah, and GNOME maybe may may have been maybe in an alternate universe, just something totally different. Yeah, yeah, is is a totally different desktop in that universe, but. That's not our universe. Nope. So no, um, no, no, and now, now obviously things are completely different. I mean, the the cavern grows thinking. and things you know widen apart from each other as time goes on. Yeah, and and those three desktops couldn't be any more different from each other because I mean, there's few similarities. There's a few, but there's yeah, for the most part, it's pretty yeah. different. Yeah. Oh man, I mean, different. Di- well, not frameworks anymore. Uh, uh, XFCE and and Gnome are both GTK and Plasma was. Um, it's cute. Is yeah. cute, cute, yeah. Mm. Uh, but that wasn't how it started. So anyway, yeah. More on that in the history. So if you're if you're uh, watching this as a single on YouTube, uh, that'll be released shortly. But until then, hang tight. Yeah. But speaking of until then, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the questions. So something that we've uh that I've that I've wanted to do for a long time is you know reach out more to people that are involved in the project uh especially in its founding because we're we're big on history. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and you know anybody that was involved in the founding I'd I'd like to talk to and that's something that we that we spent a little time doing in yeah. uh in the background. And so we got in touch with Olivier and asked him a couple of questions. Yeah, and and I think we had a, it's a unique opportunity because like when you think about it, this started a long time ago, and to find like any project that lasts as long as this one has, it's sometimes hard Ooh. to find the people that were originally involved and you know still have them be somewhat involved even or you know as involved as they are. You know, it, it, it's it's amazing to me. And so there's a yeah, I, I'll just point out there's a few other projects that that maybe have some people that have been, you know, stalwarts, if you will, of of things when you think like Slackware and Patrick Volkerding 
who's still at the helm of that and still, he- he- like, and still heavily involved into that. And respect, you know, you know, alien Bob right along his side, right, right there with him from the beginning, from you know? the beginning. Wow. I mean, so the, the, there's a, there's an example of, you know, long lasting people that have been around for a long time. And this is like no different to me as, you know, Olivia yeah. Fordan is, is, is right there. Uh, maybe not doing, you know, every commit and certainly not as, as, deep into it as he once was maybe but right there involved heavily that's the thing so olivier fordan is is still um involved in the window manager for xfce Mm -hmm. so xfwm is he's still involved in that um and you know i haven't done the research so i don't know yet but how how involved is matthias etrick in kde and plasma and how involved is uh miguel de casa in gnome we're we're gonna find out i don't know we're we're, we're gonna find find out yeah 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 so and I mean, stay it, but, but, tuned. It, but it's just great to be able to reach reach out to someone that's still around. Yeah, and I mean, if if there's ever been a more down to earth uh, developer of something that is this big, I've never found him. So uh, I've I've just it's just been such a such a treat to talk to him. So anyway, I want to get into the questions. There was something that I saw that came up a lot. Yes, a few times. But yeah, Wikipedia specifically mentions that it was Slackware that coined it, but. It showed up before Slack were ever packaged it, um, and and that that shows up in the history. But uh, so I, I don't think Slackware created this one. So I had to ask, what is the origin of the cholesterol-free desktop environment name? I guess it's probably me who came up with this. Although I cannot guarantee this, as I do not remember for sure. If anything, that was intended as a joke. Cholesterol-free diets were trendy at the time. Yeah. And smiley emoji on that, too, yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, and that, that's one of my favorite things about, uh, about the interaction with him is that, uh, man, if that wasn't one of the most 90s things oh, that, I've, goodness, that yeah. I've seen in a long time. And I love it, though. It's a great answer. It's a great time, yeah. You, you know, I was getting into the internet at the time, uh, and, and that culture really permeated. And... You know, way before emojis ever existed, this is the yeah. way that we that we um, you know ascribed uh, emotion to a, a form of communication that yeah. is devoid of it. Yeah, text is just letters. <laughs> yeah, it's it it is emotionless until you add a smiley face. Yeah, that seals the deal, doesn't it? You you do a greater than colon close parenthesis, and now now you're angry, right? Mm-hmm. So you. Th- ASCII was such a wonderful way to uh, to to ascribe intent to any any kind of writing or anything like that. But anyway, the cholesterol free desktop environment though showed up uh, early on in in two dot zero dot two, and uh, the first time I ever saw it in anything that I ever looked up was uh, Olivier saying it. Yeah, yeah. So, it's in the release, yeah. right in the release notes, and it, and and I found like we both did. We found it in several different release notes, uh, right right at the top, right at the top. Yep. It did continue on, and I think Slackware adopted it. Probably because yeah. Slackware, Slack, it's same Patrick, same same sort of thing in the change logs when you read through Slackware, right? I mean the the whole pasture thing. Like mm-hmm. I I will never forget Slackware doing the pasture thing when packages are old and we're getting them out of Slackware, but they're you know not ready to be gone just yet. They go out to pasture, so there's a directory called pasture that you put that. It, so there's a whole lot of of that kind of culture mm-hmm. that that kind of thing that exists in a lot of this history and 
you know, this this was just one of those yep. things. So Slackware obviously was the distro to adopt the cholesterol-free desktop environment yeah, they, when you're choosing XFCE as the desktop that you want to install. Yeah, of course. So even if they didn't coin it, they definitely perpetuated it. It helped a whole lot because, uh, believe it or not, Slackware was one of the most popular was, distributions yep. for a very long time. Yep. So I sent him. Uh, I sent him this one. It's been quite a while since the ninety six ninety seven time frame, but can you remember what parts of CDE were your favorite? And do you still see some of these things in current XFCE? Yep, I remember it clearly. What I liked in CDE was the panel and drawer paradigm. I have never been a big fan of the Windows 95 start menu approach. I've, I've always found that too convoluted every time I had to find a particular application to launch. The CDE approach seemed more logical to me. Multiple menus that could be arranged by themes. In a way, it's not unlike what we find now in many desktop environments, even the dock in Mac OS X. And for various reasons, I use Mac a lot. Mm-hmm. And that, that, is, that is something that, that uh, I found in the earlier versions of XFCE that, that I think I would have liked a whole lot more. And I, I, I saw that when we played around with CDE, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I still see you know, whispers of it in, in the Mac OS menu. But, well, you do see it in some XFCE distributions. They'll bring along a, a dock um, mm-hmm. to, to mm-hmm. You know, bring some of that back. And I've, I've got to believe it's, it's a reach back to some of the earlier days of XFCE. Yeah, and I don't think I I put it exactly right, but I, I when we were doing CDE, I think uh, I think I agree with Olivier a whole lot uh, in that having multiple menus at the bottom, where because in CDE, like there was a printer menu, you click on the printer, and yep. then all the printer options would come up. Um, in in most modern desktops, you have to go into a printer dialog box and then deal yep. with the preferences back behind there. And I get I get why you would do that, um, but. You know, with CDE, you could have things like, you know, productivity mm-hmm. and all of that stuff could be in, in a single menu. And you had, you know, maybe leisure time or something like right. that. And you had, you know, video and audio and all those kinds yeah, of yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like your terminal applications and stuff could be all in one of the one of the drawers as well, right? Right. So that that drawer thing, I, I really I really liked it. And it may just be because I, you know, cut my teeth on, you know, Windows 3.1 and some of the earlier stuff like that. But um, I, I really enjoyed that kind of thing. So yeah. I agree with him a whole lot. Yeah, with, no, it's a good, that it's good paradigm. Yeah. So another, I had to, I just had to know, uh, what his favorite XFCE component was. So I asked. The window manager, XFWM4. That's the last component I still maintain myself nowadays. I got a twofer on that one. Yeah, that, that's really deep. Like, because I feel... That's an integral component. And yeah, exactly. I mean, if, if it's if it's on the screen, the window manager has a whole lot to do with that. Definitely. And yeah, so I got a twofer on that one. You know what? What do you still uh, What do you still work on? And because you know, back in the day, originally, and you can hear this in the history, um, you know, Olivier was doing the whole thing. But over time, the team grew, the project grew, things grew. There were a whole lot more tooling and tools um, that that were that was built. Around, yeah. Yeah, not yeah, yeah. into that. That's a very distinct point. It's to modular, make. yeah. Right around XFCE. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, it makes sense. Yeah. It it makes sense to you know only work on parts of it. Uh, but that also may explain why 
we have more, by default, a more of a Windows 95-ish menu baked into the XFCE panel by default. E, ooh, ooh. Not my favorite. I'm a whisker menu guy because I can search, but, uh, you know, if, uh, you know, a little CD, a little, a little more CDE sauce, I don't think would be a bad thing. So Dan slipped a couple in here under the wire too. Uh, he asked, did you ever imagine that this project would last as long as it has? That's a tricky question. I did not start XFCE because I wanted to start a project to last. I started XFCE because I could not find what I was looking for. Remember, at the time, GNOME did not exist, and KDE was still in its early alpha, not even released. So I guess my need for such an approach to a desktop environment was shared by a few others, which explains why the project took off eventually. Free software lasts for as long as there are people willing to spend time improving it, and people enjoying using it. I hope XFCE continues for a very long time. The more you look around, the more you realize um, XFCE ain't going nowhere. Nope. nope. <laughs> there are nope. way too many people, way too many distros that rely on it yep. as the main um, default forward yeah. desktop. So, yeah, it, it, it's 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 got staying power. That's for sure. I I, I think so. Yes. Yeah. No. It was th those were great questions. It was great interaction, and I I really enjoy and and thank Olivier for for responding. Absolutely. And we got more of those questions coming up in the other pieces. Uh, if you're listening to the long form show, those are coming up. If you listen to the show in pieces, then uh, there will be more questions sprinkled throughout. You can watch our faces on the YouTube, you know, that, 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 and, and not just YouTube. We are also on Tilvids. That's where you're going to catch the history bits, just like the history bits in this episode. And, um, you know, they, they're great sponsors to our channel and, you know, allow us to, to publish those. I mean, I think, uh, I think, uh, I can't, can't thank them enough. It's, it's been pretty good stuff. And very, very, very helpful, folks. And if you like what we're doing, you know, send us a buck over on Patreon, and that helps uh, keep things like, you know, Lemmy going. If you if you want to become a patron and and join our Lemmy instance, you can do that. I just uh, authorized, approved another nice. today. Nice. So yeah, the the Lemmy thing is, I think, uh, one of the cool perks. So I mean, there's not a whole heck of a lot of perks for that one dollar tier, but Lemmy is one of those cool perks. You get. The Discord channel in yep, uh, you get Discord in, as well, right? There's there's a special Discord channel just for the patrons mm -hmm. where we can talk about whatever you want to talk we, about. We kind of give you a sneak peek on things too. There, yeah, we do, we do. the The last couple of episodes have come out a little uh, right. No, but near sometimes the we'll, edge. we'll we'll talk about the the upcoming episode and drop a few yes. hints and stuff in there, so you get that. Yeah, if you want. If you want some of the uh, non-destructive spoilers, that's where they are. Yeah, and if you want to move so, up a tier, you can join us live when we do this. Exactly. A couple tiers up, but that's where we are. Mm -hmm. And there's there's stuff before and after the show that, um, that the $5 <laughs> tier gets. And yeah, the $10 tier, you can sit in here with us while we do this whole entire thing. And uh, I think Bruno started the whole thing, but uh, yeah, yeah, chat yeah. to us while we do it. Yep, yep. And then, and, and like, obviously, you get you get a high quality recording of the audio. You get to hear that, and you get the video first. 
Uh, I mean, there's some there's some great stuff. Yep. But like open source, the actual product itself, that's always going to be free. It's free. Yeah. So, there's no advertisements here. Just us. You know, go get that RSS, man. We'll never we'll never stop you from getting that. Nope. The show is the show, and that's what you get no matter what. It'll go on. In the previous Desktop Delve, you heard that the late 90s was the beginning of the end for the common desktop environment. The many different Unixes were fragmented during the great dawn of the graphical user interface. And by the time the standard, CDE, was chosen, favor had already begun to wane. Add that to the exorbitant licensing costs in one hand and the Free Software Foundation's GNU general public licenses gaining popularity in the other, and what you ended up with was a situation ripe for disruption. Sure, there were window managers and a tile here and there, but nothing that would truly rival CDE in completeness. And remember, Linux, the kernel, was still young being only five years old in 1996, as we ease into the story, and full distributions were even younger. The Unixes were beset on all sides by major corporate players like Windows 95, Mac OS 7, and OS 2 Warp 4, all with developed user interfaces. Not to mention NextStep, which would be acquired by Apple, that would become the basis of later Mac OS versions. The personal computer was here, and Linux needed something. At the end of 1996, Matthias Ettrick was already working on getting KDE off the ground, but had not seen a real release yet. And it'd be another year before Miguel de Icaza would start work on GNOME. But there was another option, nestled in between the well-known names. Olivier Fordan, having had lots of experience with CDE in his day job, and even more experience with Linux by night, wanted something similar for his tinkerings. The panel and drawer paradigm especially, as he felt the alternative, the start menu approach in Windows, was too convoluted. In early 1997, with three years of Linux experience under his belt, but none in X11 programming, Olivier got his hands on a copy of both XForms and FDesign, which in just a few weeks, allowed for the creation of XFCE, or the XForms Common Environment. The X and F are capitalized to match XForms. This was 1.0. It would closely follow CDE's panel approach. So much so, in fact, that Olivier posted a question to a few news groups. Hello. I've written a toolbar for X11 under Linux that looks like the CDE panel. The icons are not exactly the same. I've redrawn them, but they're designed to look like the originals. I do not mention the name of CDE, and I do not use any part of CDE nor motif. XFCE, that's its name, is not a clone of CDE. It's just a toolbar with 3D widgets. Pull down, menus, and color icons. Do I have the right to freely distribute my program? Now, at this time, it wasn't the full desktop environment we know today. It was only the CDE-like panel that could be used on top of FVWM, one of the most popular window managers at the time. Over the next few months, 
XFCE gained better integration with FVWM, but in 1998, as XFCE was maturing, FVWM was left behind in favor of the homegrown XFWM, which led to the release of XFCE 2.0, the cholesterol-free desktop, dubbed such because, at the time, cholesterol-free diets were all the rage. And XFCE was nothing if not lightweight. With the addition of a silly moniker, but mostly the pace of development, the desktop environment was finally starting to come into its own. Success was really happening. And to commemorate that, Chuck Mead of Moon Group Consulting had reached out in an attempt to make XFCE a little more official by helping Olivier acquire XFCE.org and a website to sit on top. Prior to this, communication was done via newsgroups and email, and distribution was done over FTP. While the site helped with publicity and communication, there was a problem brewing deep within the core of XFCE. XForms, the toolkit used to create the desktop, was free to use for free applications and in private use, but under no circumstances was source code made available. This meant that the dominant distributions at the time, like Debian, Red Hat, and Slackware, shunned inclusion of XFCE in their main repositories. Luckily, those distributions didn't outright refuse, but XFCE was relegated to the less-than-official contributor repositories, which made the desktop available only to those that wanted to enable it. This, obviously, didn't sit well with Olivier. So, as any good desktop developer in the open source world would do, he initiated a full rewrite of XFCE using the GNU Image Manipulation Programs Toolkit, or as most know it today, simply GTK. In July of 1999, after four months of development, the third major iteration of the desktop was officially released. It still had much of the same look and feel of CDE, and while it was already cholesterol-free, now it was XForms-free as well, and licensed fully under the GPL. GTK Plus underpins the entire project and brought with it the up-till-then elusive drag-and-drop, and the project itself leaned even harder into modularity. Olivier wrote in the announce message, XFCE is an easy-to-use and easy-to-configure environment for X11, based on GTK+, with pull-down menus and color icons, 3D widgets, etc. XFCE features now a set of applications, including a powerful window manager, XFWM, a toolbar application launcher, a backdrop manager, a system sound manager for X11, a user-friendly interface for mouse configuration, a pager providing a miniature view of all XFCE desktops, a clock calendar, and at last but not least, a file manager, all sharing the same look and feel. To drive the modularity point home, Olivier also notes in an interview with Linux Orbit, You don't need GNOME compatibility. Fine. Unselect the corresponding module from XFCE setup panel and it won't start. 
saving a few kilobytes. Same for the sound, backdrops, etc. You can even choose to run XFWM without the XFCE panel. Version 3 development also brought in file management, native language support, and up to 10 virtual screens among a slew of other features, some of which were firsts for the Linux desktop. The series continued on with 3.1 and 3.2 releasing in 1999 and 3.3 through 3.6 releasing in 2000. Around October of 2000, it was decided that no project is complete without a logo that represents the project well. So Chuck Mead, always eager to help, and knowing artists that did this type of work, had Bonnie Green provide a few logos for Olivier to choose from. Of those, he found a perfect fit. A mouse in front of a bluish gray letter X with the letters XFCE along the bottom. Olivier said, The mouse is a good symbol for XFCE. It's a small animal, smart and fast. The X can be seen as the X window symbol. So the whole logo symbolizes a fast light environment for X. In January of 2001, 3.7.0 was released, and in April, 3.8.0. But in this most recent release, something changed. The CDE panel paradigm was still there, but the look and feel was different. A more metallic look washed over the desktop, enabled by XFWM's newly minted Themes engine. A little shocking if you were expecting the tried-and-true style. But as with everything else in XFCE, it's configurable. 3.8.0's development continued on throughout the rest of 2001 and into 2002. But around November, early testing versions of XFCE 4 were coming online. And focus had shifted to developing for the next generation of XFCE, which would be completely rewritten for GTK 2. The last official release of the 3 series, 3.8.18, helped the series right off into the sunset. And it was about this time that Slackware, one of the first major distributions to do so, officially included XFCE in version 8.1. During the latter half of 2003, the XFCE 4 development had almost reached its conclusion with betas in June, release candidates in June, July, August, and September. And on September 25th, XFCE 4.0 was finally released as a result of more than a year's worth of development. But for those that weren't ready, or simply liked both, the XFCE 3 series could be installed alongside. 4.0 still had the essence of CDE baked into the bottom panel, but it most certainly had an identity all its own. In part, thanks to the themeability of the desktop, but also because of its innate ability for customization of almost everything under the hood. Up until now, it was written such that the XF in XFCE was capitalized, while the CE was not. In the 4.0.3.1 minor release in January of 2004, this all changed, quietly and with no fanfare. The F shrunk. The X is the only capitalized letter left in the name signifying that XF no longer stands for X forms. But those familiar with the project understood this since version 3. 
For the next few big releases in the 4 series, there seemed to be a natural cadence to it all, because a little less than two years later, 4.2.0 was released, which brought in some visual enhancements like drop shadows and transparency. About two years after that, 4.4.0 was released, which brought the venerable Thunar file manager, which is still the default manager today. It also dropped the last of its CDE feel and opted for a more traditional panel at the bottom. Two years after that, 4.6.0 was released with a new settings manager, sound mixer, and many core component improvements. Two years after that, 4.8.0 was released with network share browsers and a rewritten panel. 4.10.0 began to break the cycle by releasing a little over a year later in 2012. But the focus had changed. The release was mostly concerned with the user experience, but could also now display the panel vertically. 4.12.0 continued the trend by releasing almost three years later. Still focusing on the user experience, it also included high DPI support, better multi-monitor support, and the beginnings of GTK3 support by adding compatibility to the panel. Every project has a long winter, and it was time for XFCE to have theirs, but for good reason. GTK2 was long in the tooth and had to be replaced. It was 10 years old at this point, and GTK3 had been going for quite some time. By 2016, the GTK3 final release would be out, which didn't quite happen, and focus would be on GTK4, with a note that once it was released, GTK2 would be end of life. The clock was ticking. It took over four years of development work, but with renewed hope, on August 12th, 2019, XFCE was out from under GTK2 with version 4.14 and was ready to start life again for the fourth time. But unless you popped the hood or dug into the minute details, it was hard to tell. XFCE had long since defined its reputation as nothing short of stable, solid, and reliable. Looking back, XFCE had always taken the when-it's-ready approach, and this release was no different, nor would any release be ahead of us. Under a year and a half later, 4.16 was released with a renewed focus on the user-facing elements, a new, pleasing, and consistent icon set, a shared core application color palette, dark mode, better search filter support, and a laundry list of other fixes and improvements. And we finally arrive at the last, at least of, as of now, release of XFCE, as we haven't quite figured out how to peer into the future. 4.18 was released after a little under two years in development, bringing with it a list of changes that might take up a good chunk of time. Suffice it to say, image previews and toolbar configuration in Thonar, better file highlighting, and improved UI scaling landed in this version. We're likely a little ways out before a 4.20 release goes up in smoke, but we're excited to see the changes, or maybe just the improvements to the desktop when it lands, man. You can catch all the great topics as they unfold on our Lemmy subreddit or our news channel on Discord. 
I mean, we got all the great stuff that happens there, although we've been a little tied up with the XFCE history here as of late, so we might be just a little bit behind on the current news, but we we tend to get them out there in Lemmy and and, and the Reddit and Discord pretty quick. They, They come in bulk. When all the news hits you in the face at once, you know we're working on the history. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because yeah. mm-hmm. you know, focus focus changes just a little bit when when stuff's coming together. Yep. So no, no, you can check all of that stuff. You know, linuxuserspace dot show slash lemmy reddit discord, and of course we've got Mastodon and Telegram and Matrix and Twitch and Twitter too. And if you ever need to find them, just go to linuxuserspace dot show. All right, Dan, normally at this time, we dive straight into the how'd it go, but we promised earlier in the show that there were a couple more questions that we asked, and the two that we've got lined up here are, well, the three, actually, I I can't count, (laughs) uh, that we got lined up here are are some of my favorite. I saved the best for last. I, I think you did, yeah. No, these are good questions. The one that warms my heart the most is this one. So to Olivier for Dan, we asked, what do you believe are the reasons for XFCE's long success? It's contributors, no doubt. And also, we might have done something right if people still enjoy using it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Having people willing to contribute and keep the project alive is to me a source of great satisfaction, and I could not think all of the XFCE devs enough. You mean it's not just one? It's not just Olivier in a back room on a computer, CRT, giving him a sunburn as he's, you know, frantically typing code? It's a great answer, and it it really embodies, you know, the open source nature of things. And, yeah, I just, that's that's what's so great about this, right? And yeah, I I love it. I I think that, yeah, it really does embody uh, humbleness. Mm Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I mean, oh yeah, because he was heavily involved. Don't don't let it, you know, don't let that fool you. Right. He certainly had some help along the way, right? Yeah, and the first thing out of his mouth was that was the contributor. Yeah, that's what he thought of. Yeah, and you know, I, I think it's a mark of a great leader, uh, a good head of a project, mm-hmm. to know that uh, you're not doing it alone, even though you might have started it alone. You're not doing it alone now, right? And yeah, it's a fantastic thing to 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 point to that as a source of success. Absolutely. Another one that we asked because I just had to figure out where the the mouse uh, came from um, was: Did you come up with the mouse mascot? And if you heard the history, you kind of you heard yes, where yep. it came from. But uh, for those that are watching this in pieces, this is what he said. Back in the late 90s, when the project started, I did not have any xfce.org domain name, nor an actual website. Everything was through FTP sites. In 1998, I was contacted by Chuck Mead, who offered to sponsor the creation of the domain xfce.org and its website. Chuck knew an artist who designed a few logos for me to choose from. That's how the mouse logo started. I do not think we, neither Chuck nor myself, ever envisioned world domination, to be honest. Well, yeah. Uh, you look at as many distros that uh, actually ship 
XFCE as the number one desktop, and well, he may not have uh, he may not have envisioned it, but as far as Linux is concerned, he's pretty close. It's it's got some <laughs> yeah deep deep uh, tentacles throughout the whole Linux in, you know world, right? Yeah, absolutely. So th this came from uh, the question was kind of coming from uh, when you look at the XFCE FAQ. There's a reference to uh, world domination. And uh, so I had to follow up, right? Like mouse, world domination, that's pinky in the brain, right? Well, he said... I, I wouldn't know, I'm afraid, but that's a nice reference. So I got to know, there's, there's somebody in the XFCE group somewhere is thinking about world domination and likes mice. Who is it? Who are you? And is that what it means? I have to know. What else could the world mouse world domination thing be? I it, it boggles the mind. I have to know. I don't know. It's cute. Like I, I think it's great. And uh, it's Sean Davis, isn't it? It's Sean. Maybe. Sean Davis Sh Sean, is the you know? one with the world dom with the aspiration of world domination. Sean, if it's you, um, I'll be your pinky. <laughs> we can do world domination, man. All you got to do is bring a little bit of that CDE panel magic back down to the default panel, and baby, we got a stew going. That's true. That would be pretty <laughs> neat, huh? It would be. All right. Well, uh, we teased you long enough about all those questions. That's 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 all we got. We thought we'd run through a, a quick list of what we think are like uh, some of the most prominent, I guess. Um, yeah, so world, world domination, it, yeah, it, maybe not. Maybe not, but, but like, so yeah, you got Zubuntu, obviously, you know, lead, lead right there, right? I mean, that's that's only XFCE. But like MX, yep. MX Linux has got to rank towards the top. I mean, it's the top of the DistroWatch list, I mean, for whatever that's worth. But it really, it really is popular, right? Yeah, we said the XFCE word in Dolphin was yep. right there. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but for good reason. It is XFCE good reason. XFCE is nice. It's, it's solid. Good. It's predictable. It's it's a lot like Linux Mint, mm -hmm. who also yeah, they do. champions an XFCE flavor. And, and, you know, not in a, oh, we also have XFCE, but in a, we have three, right. and XFCE is one, one of, of them. One of them. Absolutely. But like even some of the arch ones that there there are, um, we'll say like Arco and um, mm -hmm. Endeavor, you yes. know, uh, those. Uh, the, wait, you, yeah. Endeavor. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. There it is. And so you, with those, while, yeah, you can probably choose a different desktop environment or a tiling window manager, you know, some other window manager, whatever in the installation process, oftentimes what you're getting on the live disk is XFCE because it's very yeah. predictable and people know how to work with it. So it's it's crazy popular there. It's light. It's lightweight. Weight. Yeah, so it runs off the live disk. Mm -hmm. You only grab the bits of XFCE that you need to be able to run a full-fledged desktop. You don't have, you know, the frills and crazy features that you would have on an installed version of it. Yeah. But that that's it's a testament to why XFCE continues yep. to exist. Yes, the contributors are a huge part yeah, of that, yeah. a huge outstripped part of that. But the fact that uh, people need 
a lightweight desktop is another facet yep. to that. And XFCE seems to me. Did we mention Manjaro? Because Manjaro didn't mention Manjaro yet. No, that's one of them. Yeah, they. they but yeah. But it seems to me that there's a big need for a lightweight desktop, and XFCE is the first name that comes to anybody's mind when you say that. There are other good lightweight options. I, I see you, Dan. I see you. I'm, I'm, <laughs> but, yes. <laughs> but I, I, I don't know why, but for some reason, people it's, tend it's, to gravitate toward GTK-based desktops yeah, more and that's often. Fair. I mean, you know, theming is a thing and the look and feel, and so you don't lose that GTK stuff. Like, And if that's what you're used to, yeah, fair for you. It, yeah. it may not be the lightest, but it is one of the lightest. It's, it's, it's somewhere in between, you know, the absolute Uh-oh. lightest. Yeah, I mean, are them are them fighting words? Perhaps uh-huh. <laughs> it's one of the lightest for sure. It's it's on the bottom it end is. of the scale, no matter what, right? And so, yep. if uh, if that's that's what you're used to, I think it's great. It's a great you know option because, and just to round it out, it it exists in OpenSUSE, um, Debian, um, oh, Fed- yeah. Fedora. Like everybody has you know an option to get XFCE installed on your system. I don't know yeah. if there's any of the big distributions that that leave it out. So, Yeah. we. I mean, Slackware and Debian paved the way. Slackware mm-hmm. uh, brought it in in 8.1 uh, in the history. Um, and I, I guess I just forgot to put it in there. But uh, Debian 4, Debian Etch, okay, yep. is mm-hmm. the version of Debian where XFCE first, and it was, I believe, 4.4. Uh, you know, don't quote me on that. I actually don't remember. Yeah, yes. For, for something. Yeah, yeah. Debian brought it in in its four series. Mm-hmm. I mean, a full major version after they, they abandoned the X-Forms non-proprietary, right, right. or, you know, non, non-free non Yeah, it took a little uh, while. Yeah. Toolkit, yeah. So, but, yeah, I mean, let's... That's, 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 that's everywhere. What else, what else is there, right? I mean... Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Especially I mean, at the time, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it, it covers everything. So to to speak about how how well did it work? It worked fantastic because I mean, it's just it's there. It's it's what you get, and it's. Uh, I mean, people say KDE is really customizable and stuff. I don't know. I mean, are there more themes and stuff written for any other desktop environment than XFCE? I think you know KDE's got a lot. I get I get you, but XFCE's got a lot of them too. Holy cow! Yeah, I think. XFCE kind of um, kind of had a bit of a boost because uh, pretty much anything that worked on GNOME two yeah, yeah. tends to also work on XFCE. But so, there's a bunch of them written for GTK three as well. I feel like so, yeah. I mean, there's there's just a lot. Yep. I mean, I mean, so yeah, hands down, customizable, themable, all of those things, and even if you don't want to get into that. I think some of the out of the box stuff that you get in some of the distributions, like the, you know, Graber Dark, um, in in oh, Ubuntu for me, pretty. I like I, it. I like it. I think it's a good, good, and like I don't know, it just it has a good look and feel for me. And when they when they actually got that you know, like completed and got it in in you know the later releases, I don't know, it's it's really nice. Um, and the new new icons that uh, they're working on, those look good, like. I remember when those came out, we talked about it on the show. 
Yeah. And oh, I yeah, feel like yeah. that was like season one, maybe. Joe, Joe, Joe was still here, maybe? I don't know. He was. Uh, I want to say when we talked about XFCE, I forget why. I think it was Manjaro, probably. They had a new release, um, I feel like. I think that was when 418 might have, you know, first came out. Maybe. Or 416, one of those, one of the 416 or 418, I can't really remember. But I think- Whenever that was, whatever distro that was, uh, I ended up using XFCE as well, and I had so much trouble with it. You did, Um, yeah. And I mean, like nothing crashy, like XFCE itself was fine, but I had weird issues when uh, I had my laptop connected up to my monitor, and like it was pretty unpredictable with what it was going to do when I closed the lid. Yeah, yeah. It was like I would if it was connected up to a monitor and I closed the lid, it just wouldn't go to sleep. And well, that's annoying. Yeah, um, yeah. And I I think that persisted even after I unplugged it. And there were when when I went in and and dug into it, there were like three different places that you could possibly change. That yeah, like setting. the power management stuff was like all over the map a little bit, right? And but yeah, I, but and I think they made some improvements to that. Yeah. I swear I changed it in all three places and mm-hmm. it still didn't respect whatever it is. I'm 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 sure something was overriding something that was over here and over there. I, I don't know what it was, but I had I had um, a lot of weird issues. But I, I, I will say with 418, with Chicago 95, <laughs> by the way, I mean, if we're, if we're traveling back in time, we might as well travel back in time. You know what I mean? Windows 95 look and feel to the whole thing. Um Everything did work this time, right. and uh, that that was actually a, a a big reason why I had an aversion to XFCE, um, just simply because I didn't want to have to deal with that kind of stuff. Right, right. Um, but I I I mean I quadruple checked it this time. I had um, I had uh, two monitors hooked up to it, one monitor hooked up to it. I had it by itself, and every time I closed the lid after I set it that way, because it's not set that way by default. Right. After I set it that way. It went straight. And I got to say, XFCE probably puts my laptop to sleep faster than any other yeah. desktop environment. I mean, that's fair. a testament to its modularity, a testament to what little it does in the background. I mean, I'm talking insta-sleep. That's it good. It was. Yeah. Yeah. And and I know because the ThinkPad has a little breathing red light, yep, one pixel yep. thingy. Yep. And so I know when it's sleeping and I know when it's awake and... He checks his list twice. Don't worry. Twice, quadruple checked this <laughs> list, and yeah, the the weird sleepy power monitor issues yep. that I had are are gone. Yeah, so, and I think that was some of the later. Yeah, at least four eighteen, if not like a patch version past that, um, where where some of those power management things were kind of resolved, if you will. So yeah, but but and that makes sense. But like, and and another thing that I'll say is. One of the foundations that Olivier had was things are configurable in the GUI. Like you don't have to go into a configuration file. Yeah, most distributions and desktop environments are like that nowadays, but very much so. Like you don't like it's been that method and and thought process all along throughout. And um, it still holds true. Like you don't have to go digging into a configuration file to change yeah. a, some obscure thing. It's it's available to you in the settings. Like uh, yeah, he even makes a mention of it in one yeah. of the interviews that he does. Uh, that um, with XFCE, 
there's a GUI component to handle that. But with exactly. CDE, where it where yeah, you know, its, its origin came from, you needed to contact someone that knew the inner workings and mm. every file inside and what to configure and how to configure it. I yeah, mean, we're yeah. talking like like a veteran Gen 2 or veteran Arch the Hard Way kind of person to be able to know how to go in to make CDE be... Like, uh, he was talking about adding things to the panel in CDE. Right, right, yeah. And and that's the level of knowledge. Just to be... Like, now we can just drag and drop, drop stuff down there. But back yeah. then, you you had to have, you know, administrator, like real administrator. You, you, you almost had to have your own developer on staff to take care of all that stuff for you. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And that's no and good. It's just not like that anymore. <laughs> no, it's and, not. you know... It, it wasn't. It wasn't when I had the troubles, but now the options work, and mm-hmm. I I appreciate that so much. And it's time for me to reevaluate whether or not XFCE needs to move up a couple notches on the list. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and, and so like, it's not generally my go-to because I generally don't go to like the GTK things. But that's just right. me. I, I've used XFCE plenty of times in the past, and still will continue in in the future. Um, even if it's not my go-to necessarily, but it is still very comfortable and it's like right next to my, my absolute favorite, uh, LX Cute, mm-hmm. um, in a, a lot of the ways that it functions, um, yeah. and, and, and the simplicity of it, even though. Ah, simplicity. I was waiting for that word. Yeah. Yeah. Because it is. That's it's, the word. It's, it's, it's right there. It's, uh, it keeps it simple. And that's some of the reasons probably why it feels as lightweight as it does, even still. Yeah after they've transitioned to GTK3 um, is, you know, the simplicity of things, uh, you know, help you do stuff faster and it lets you get to where you want to be, um, I think. And, yep. you know, like Alex Q, like I said, the, the, the GUI options for everything that you want to configure is thought of first. And so that's pretty important as well. Exactly. Um, so it went well. Yeah, I, I, no complaints. The only, well, all right, I say that. Uh oh, here it is. Okay, teeny tiny complaint. Not really a complaint. What is much. it? Oh, and it's something they've worked on, and I think it's something that will obviously get better because in the roadmap, even though it's not necessarily defined really well, is Wayland. Right, Wayland's coming, and so that's going to help ah. the thing that I'm talking about here, and that is scaling. Scaling is like one or two. (laughs) (laughs) And which one of those did you want? Because my laptop, I'd love it if it was like some sort of fractional, you know, version in between those two, like 1.1, 1.2. I'd even take 1.5, perhaps. I don't know. But two is huge and one is tiny. You're back in you're back in 1994 with the 640 by 480 CRT monitor, but the desktop was not written for that right, in right, any way right. whatsoever. So everything is just massive, and it's like spilling over the edge of the screen. <laughs> and so my eyesight's pretty good, I guess. I mean, I wear glasses, right? So I have corrective lenses, yeah. but I'm really near- my eyesight's good now. I'm 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 near I'm nearsighted. Right. So I see the, the close up stuff, but close up is like here. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to get that close to my laptop screen. 
<laughs> it's just too close. No, I, I I barely like getting that close to my phone. Yeah, and so with my glasses on, I really gotta I gotta go back further a little bit, obviously, because it's for the distance vision. But when it's smaller, you don't you know you don't tend to want to get further away. So it's a, it's a complicated thing, and it's only for people that can't see, like myself, that it becomes a problem as we age. Um. So I, I, you know, I'd love, I'd love it if, uh, you know, I could get something in between. That's the only gripe yeah. I got, and it's not a huge gripe. I can, I can work with it, but you know, yeah, no, it's, it's a feature it's enhancement. Not. So to kind of round it out, mm-hmm. a good thing and a bad thing, and we'll start with the bad thing. We'll start with the bad. News. All right, let's get them out of the way. We both, we both got them right here in the middle. Yeah. So the bad news, uh, I've been writing, typing, XFCE. For a long time, all capitals, X F C E. I guess uh, for your penance, you'll have to type it out the correct way a hundred well, times or something. I don't know. <laughs> after digging into it, you know, understanding the history of where where it came from, X forms, common environment, and all that kind of good stuff, you realize that nobody ever anywhere ever ah, actually wrote it that way, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. And you know I'm I'm coming from KDE and the original GNOME where you like it just always looked like you were screaming it, but yeah. nobody ever screamed XFCE. You screamed XF, and that was that was it. So so I got my bearings. Okay, XFCE. I got that. Uh, and then you know when you when we uh, when when they decided they wanted to drop the F part of yeah. it down to just an F, you wrote it capital X and lowercase fce that's that's how i'll try and write it now you know the same as like the way that i write gnome capital g gnome um and all lowercase is also good for pretty much everything as well too so uh, all of the tools are yeah. written in lowercase so you know right. lowercase is cool too yeah it, it it's it's a hard thing to get correct sometimes and i i find myself uh, when we write these things out in different places, like especially in, you know, the show notes and stuff, I, I find myself looking back and forth in a, a bunch of different places and probably get it wrong. I don't know. I mean, depending. Yeah. I mean, because I, I, every single one of these, uh, you know, acronyms or whatever initialisms, they're all different and it's hard to predict. And yeah, and not only that, like all of them. At least KDE, GNOME, and uh, XFCE all meant something. They did, yeah. Back in the day, mm-hmm. that there, there was all there was something that was trying to be it. conveyed in the name, and then they all lost that at some point in time. Things are just a little different, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you know, GNOME is just GNOME. Right. That's all it is. It there's no GNU to it anymore, and KDE isn't cool. Well, anymore. it is cool, but... and. Well, it is cool, but it's not cool anymore. And XFCE's got nothing to do with XForm. Nope. So it's just XFCE. But onto the good part, what it's not <laughs> is it's not X-Face. It is definitely not that. And I can say, full-throatedly, I've never, ever called it X-Face. And no one else has either (laughs) right well you know there could be the tongue-in-cheek thing that you throw out there right 
Yeah, okay, that's world domination stuff, man. All right, yeah, you know, fair enough, fair enough, yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's just someone's opinion, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I feel good about the X Space thing. Um, yeah, I've never, I've never, never said that. Oops. Yep. <laughs> good. I'm good to go on that one, man. <laughs> so if you use XFCE, I fully recommend. Uh, diving into the Chicago '95 theme, seriously, go do that. If if not for it's just cute. It's cute. twenty minutes, mm-hmm. just twenty minutes, man. Because oh man, the amount of nostalgia I got. Because you know, from three point one was didn't have a start menu or anything like that. But as soon as you as soon as you moved over to '95, you got a you know a full start menu. You got what what is currently now the not Mac OS, but Windows side yeah. paradigm that's still ongoing. Windows 95 started a lot of that. And then I'll get some argument with, you know, CDE folks and OS2 Warp folks and Next Step folks. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, really, the fully formed idea, the first time I saw it was in Windows 95. So it's it's worth a look, especially if you grew up or were active at any time in the in the mid 90s uh go check that out that that is it's yeah. fantastic I mean, it's it, absolutely fantastic i'm still rocking it it's so good it's a it's a timeless paradigm right that's 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 it i mean you got the windows the icons so the menus the panels it's it's the same it's great it's timeless currently but as soon as someone decides to invent the thing that everybody's like oh that one Meh. They may not be so timeless, but it it's lasted a very long time. Yeah, that is it very it's comfortable. True. It it keeps you know gives people comfort because they they are familiar with it. If you launch a KDE today, that's what happens, right? So big thanks to uh, Olivier and all of the other oh, XFCE yes. developers. I mean, and thanks thanks for answering our questions. And yeah, what a great time. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. And anybody else, uh, we'll announce it here in just a minute. Anybody else, we're, we're gonna, I'll, I'll be sending something, emails. There's something so. coming. Yeah, there's something coming. So you can catch all the links at linuxuserspace.show. And you can email mm-hmm. us, contact at linuxuserspace.show. Yeah, everybody does the comments in different places. Nobody does the email. I think I think that just... Yeah, we get some emails, email but it's, is, it's not a lot. Yeah, but, but, Well, right. It, it's... I don't know. It's like the lowest common denominator for people, though. It's it's the legacy thing that everybody has, yeah. and, it, and it, it's just it's there. Yep. It's a legacy thing, and it's um that's how you know when we were doing computing mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we're like email us, and everybody's like, I'll just leave a comment. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's right here. <laughs> Makes sense. I understand. It's the modern web now, but. You know, it's, it's there. It's there for you old folks. So you got a got a gray beard, whatever. You know, you could send us an email. Uh, for everybody else, you just leave a comment somewhere. That's cool. We'll take them anyway. You, you can send yeah. them. Yeah. Ah, uh, so that brings us to the next time, and that's a topic. Oh, that's a topic show where you know, like yes. you just send that email, like we just talked about. The web is changing, speaking of. We talk a lot about the web. The web is very integral to your Linux user space. Ooh, yeah, because um, as long as you can use a web browser, you can do pretty much anything anybody else on any other platform can do. So, yeah, and then uh, the web is changing. Things are changing. 
Uh, but 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 some things are like staying the same. They've they backed out on some things. So ah, that's a good thing. I think uh, okay, maybe that's just because I'm old. Uh, but you know, some of that. Uh, yeah, we'll yeah. talk about all that stuff on the next show with the topics, and we'll you know we'll go through your feedback. You know, uh, the emails, the comments, all that stuff. Yeah, um, just so like we always do. The do. Emails. For the old folks and the comments for the young folks. Uh, how? Yeah. <laughs> however. Yeah, however. Yeah. You know, I mean, we've got the Discord, the Matrix, the Telegram, all those things. You can send them there. Um, and Mastodon. Yeah. But we got to pick. Yeah, yeah, we're picking. You got to tell everybody what we're doing. And at the top of the show, we made some mention about breaking chronology. I think that's a word. Uh, yeah, we did. We we were not going necessarily chronological order with uh, our desktop environments. They're close. I mean, they're they're all like in the same you know close time frame. So we're not we're maybe months off, not not years off. So there's that. Yeah, it's all all happened within one year, like mm-hmm. 1997 slash 98. Right, was the time frame. For desktop environments. It's the genesis of the desktop environment, right? At least as far as Linux is concerned. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. You better believe it. Yep, yep. So uh, the next one that we're going to do is GNOME. GNOME? Guh. GNOME? No. It will at least start it that way, so that's what we're going with. Yeah. Currently, we'll probably find out GNOME. when that was. Yeah, yeah it's, just, it's just the guy with the red hat. Yeah, he's the little lawn character. Anyway. We're going to be looking at that because that goes back deep too and has some segues into some of the things that we just talked about. So there you go. Ooh. All right. So when was it that extensions started to break? Oh, okay. All right. We'll we'll save it. We'll save it. I think every every release. What? That's a that's a not anymore. Forty five fixed it all. We'll see in forty six. But broke them in the process. But cool. We'll we'll see. The extensions have to be updated to 45 before they can break in 46. So we'll see how it goes. It's a lot of time. There's a lot of time to to, to I'm fix confident. that problem. They, huh? Yeah, they got it figured out. 45 was Maybe, that was yeah. a hectic change. A they got to figure. I think they got to figure it good out. Good stable API. That's that's all we need. So I don't know. It'll be really interesting. Like uh, love it or hate it. I mean, it's not for everybody. And there's. There's been a lot of controversial changes over the years with GNOME. Yeah, yeah, right. What if what if you what if you love it and hate it? Yeah, maybe. I think that's an op- That's a third option. That's the third way. Well, I mean, and and so imitation is the best form of flattery, <laughs> and uh, it got split a few times too, right? So I mean, there's I, that. it sure did. It sure did. And so that's that's good stuff. I mean, I think it's going to be a great uh, great show, action pack, full of history. So that's in. Two episodes. The next episode's topics. After that, we're gonna talk about GNOME. We're gonna be yeah. we're gonna be using GNOME for an entire month, the whole, you know, leading up to that. So we'll have yeah, a lot I've, of I've got it I've got it emerged on That's Gentoo right. You do already. Yeah. So you're, um you're so I'm already steeped in the GNOME. I'm running an Ubuntu machine with GNOME elsewhere on the framework. So I'm already steeped in it, man. I'm, I've already been using GNOME. So we got 30 more days of well, using GNOME. And, and, and just for kicks, I mean, we just had a Fedora release, so... Oh, maybe, are you going to go Fedora? Maybe Is that I, how you're going to use it? Yeah, I might try that out, just because. Just, just yeah, I mean, as we're recording it, today. Was it today or yesterday? No, it was yesterday. Yesterday. Yes, 
after oh wow so, so within 24 that's, hours that's, Fedora that's, had released and that's pretty cutting edge Ooh. so that'll be exciting that's good stuff we'll have Gnome good stuff 45. to report we will we will here we go and so uh yeah catch that next time mm-hmm so stay tuned tell us things on reddit twitter mastodon telegram matrix discord for all you young folks i mean Otherwise, yeah. email for us oldies, uh, you know, whatever. I like email. It's kind of cool. It's old protocol. It's federated. Yeah. Te- technically. Federated, first federated right? thing. No? Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. So however you do it, just make sure to join the conversation. There's a lot of good folks, a lot of knowledgeable folks, because uh, apparently there's way more people in the community, in our community, that know about Gentoo. Yeah, no, we we seem, we seem to be collecting things, but you know, hey, what we've been doing huh. it, we've been doing it all so far this season, and we've got another half of the season to go, and yep. there's been some really good conversation about Gen Two, and yep. uh, we're gonna do it a little more in the next live stream. Leo will talk about his oh, foibles that's and right. how he fixed it. Um, um, yeah, so I that, broke it. That'll drop tomorrow as you're listening to this. That'll 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 yeah. that'll happen. I'll be at a conference, yeah. but I will be. On Discord, so that'll be exciting. Oh, that's right. That's right. You'll be on the road. That's mm-hmm. cool. So, yeah, um, Dan, uh, well, yeah, I, I broke it last time. There's, You can go check that out on YouTube right now. You can see how bad uh, it went. It didn't go good. But, um, but I did fix it. So next episode, I'll talk about how I fixed it. <laughs> yep. But anyway... All the links that uh, that where we got our information from, where we got our history from, where we yeah, got everything we'll from, those links are going to be in the show notes, and you can find those underneath the YouTube video, underneath the Tilvids video, and also at linuxuserspace.show. In the meantime, in between shows, Dan, how can I get a hold of you? You can get a hold of me at kc2bz at mastodon.social or... At KC2BZ on Zitter. You can find me at Leo Chavez at Mastodon.social. And if you get a little egg on your face, you can find me over there too on at Leo Chavez. So come back in two weeks or a couple days for the last yeah. for more Linux user space. Dude, I didn't know that up until 4.4 still looked like CDE, like a lot. Oh, I know. Yeah, it wasn't until the four the four transition where like things like 4.6. Yeah, right. Was the very first time. Yeah, 4.4 was the one that looked. Some of those later uh, three series were like, they had that plastic, like the KDE-4. Yeah. Like KDE-4. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and, but, well, yeah. but it was still the same, though. I mean, it still had the the panel at the bottom with the trays and stuff. Kind of crazy. A uh, little how, bit, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Very, very, very similar, yeah. You can, I mean, for, I mean, 20 years. Mm-hmm. Almost. But, like, up until yeah. that point, yeah. even the color scheme... From like the default screenshots looked eerily like CD, right? Yeah, it had that pastel flavor to mm-hmm. it. I mean, way up until what you're talking about, which I, I still want to say is late three, early four. It was 
before 4.4. Because 4.4 is when is that huge change. 